Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Week seven begins tonight. The Panthers, of course, are in their open week. Cam and Kyle back at practice next week before they head to San Francisco to take on the undefeated for now 49ers. More on that later. Chiefs at Broncos tonight. That gets things rolling. Remember, Kansas City probably still high in your NFL power rankings. They certainly are the Chiefs in mine. They have lost two straight after their 4-0 start. And for anyone thinking this might be a snoozer, because Denver's off to a two and four start. Quick reminder, Patrick Mahomes has taken two trips to Denver as the Chiefs starting quarterback. Two years ago, he led a fourth quarter field goal drive that in the last minute gave the Chiefs a 27 to 24 win. One year ago, if you're into viral video, he completed a left-handed pass against the Broncos in Denver to convert a third down. He is right-handed. He threw it lefty. He completed it to Tyreek Hill. They converted, and guess what? A year ago, it was another nail-biter. 27-23 Chiefs over Broncos with more fourth-quarter heroics, including going lefty. There are about a half a dozen big-time NFL matchups we can get to today and tomorrow. In college football, week eight is underway. There are 12 FBS teams that remain undefeated, including the Upstate Mountaineers right here in our backyard. I believe three or four of the 12 will lose this weekend. More on games to watch near and afar. Among the undefeated heavyweights, number three Clemson is at Louisville Saturday afternoon. Number two LSU visits Mississippi State. Number seven Penn State hosts number 16 Michigan and closer to home, the huge, huge games on the road for Duke at UVA, UNC at Virginia Tech. Five and one Wake hosts Florida State. We'll be there with the big tailgate tour. More on that. NC State is a favorite at Boston College. The Wolfpack can get to five and two. ECU has the brutal assignment of a road trip to UCF and 5-0 App State. They have cracked the national top 25 polls. They host Louisiana Monroe. Many are talking about a trip later to Columbia to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Wouldn't that be a resume builder? But Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach of the undefeated Mountaineers, has it right. ULM, ULM, ULM. That is all that matters, at least for now. We have Major League Baseball to get to. After last night's early postponement because of rain, the Astros and the Yankees will get together for a pivotal game four. If I'm a Yankees fan and we have a lot of them in North Carolina, I know it doesn't technically fit the must-win phrase because it's a seven-game series, but you're down two games to one. You're at home. You have your, I'll call him your postseason ace, Masahiro Tanaka. Did you know? Fun fact of the day, right out of the gate. In the history of Major League Baseball's postseason, if you have enough innings, 40 or more, there are only two pitchers with a lower ERA in the postseason than Masahiro Tanaka, who will be on the hill for the Yankees as they host the Astros tonight. One's name was Mariano Rivera, and the other was Sandy freaking Koufax. 
That's Tanaka. He's number three on that list. That's a nice neighborhood to be in. So is Yankee Stadium. But you better win tonight because, remember, if necessary, games six and seven will be back in Houston. And the Astros, I think, are the favorite and the best constructed roster in this league. Interesting matchup in game four. I think it does favor the Yankees. Down two games to one. They'd better even it at two apiece. Zach Greinke is a heck of a pitcher for the Astros, but you would put him behind Justin Verlander and the inimitable, at this point, Garrett Cole, who just beat the Yankees in game three. But he hasn't been great in the postseason. A little bit of the Clayton Kershaw complex there, right? Amazing in the regular season, stunning numbers overall, but hadn't been great in the postseason so far. Tanaka is the opposite of that 1.32 career postseason ERA. It is going to be tricky because the Yankees don't have as much pitching as the Astros. Games four and five tonight and tomorrow, and then remember, games six and seven as needed are Saturday and Sunday. Four straight days of baseball because of the weather. It may be rainy and windy tonight, but I hope they get it in after last night's postponement. Football, baseball, the NCAA is back on our radar. Did you know that Utah Senator Mitt Romney and ESPN's Jay Billis were part of the same roundtable discussion earlier this week? As United States Congress has reconvened and ESPN's Jay Billis, a friend of our program, but also a well-known and vocal NCAA critic on money and other matters, they all got together. And in the aftermath of this roundtable discussion, Mitt Romney told the NCAA, and this is a quote, Congress is going to act on your current amateurism model. And we're coming for you, NCAA. That was Mitt Romney fighting words as he returns to the United States Capitol. More on that story. Third-party money, y'all know. Name, image, likeness stuff is front and center in that world. The Carolina Hurricanes lost last night, but but still have as many points as anybody else in the NHL. They're not back home until next weekend. The big tailgate tour is in Winston-Salem on Saturday afternoon leading up to that Saturday night kick between the Deacons and the Seminoles. More on that later. We have big news for Darren Vaught and his meteoric rise through the ranks of sports broadcasting. I'm very excited about that. For those who don't know, as I say hello to Darren, and we have intern Sam taking your calls today, 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to the NBA and some LeBron James stuff as well. Darren came to us at the David Glenn Show about four years ago. He has been, in his past, the voice of William Peace University basketball. That's a D3 job, right, Darren? He has also been for a while now the voice of USA Baseball. How do you squeeze in producing duties, man? He is a, <laughs> he is a truly vintage play-by-play -play, uh, broadcaster. Uh, just yesterday it became official. I've been having a hard time keeping this secret, man. Just yesterday it was officially announced High Point University has hired Darren as its basketball voice. So the Hall of Fame coach, Tubby Smith, now gets a future Hall of Fame broadcaster in Darren Vaughn <laughs> to call the Panthers uh, basketball games. Congratulations on that, man. And for those who don't know, Darren's also a contributor to, I don't know, I've heard you call NCFC soccer matches, North Carolina Courage soccer matches. I've seen you on every ESPN property, ESPN3, et cetera. Am I missing anything? You are a rising star. Please continue to squeeze in some DG show producing duties, but congratulations on that gig. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm very excited about it. Met with Tubby and the rest of the staff at High Point yesterday and uh, – should be should be a really fun season.
You you kept that short because you want me to hit the break on time, didn't you? That's it. That's very well done. That's it. For the record, (laughs) as we celebrate Darren Vaught, he is one of the most impressive workers and people that I have encountered in my entire 33-year career. I didn't say young people. I didn't classify it just that way. You are that as well, but you deserve everything you get with your hard work and your good peoplehood. More on these stories later. Your phone calls are welcome as well. When LeBron James remains under attack, I have some questions for some of his critics. Should should Coach K have taken on human rights issues in China when he was the Team USA head coach and the Olympics were held there? Or should he have, you know, just left that off to the side while he was trying to win games and a medal? Does that make him a hypocrite? Does that make him a soulless coward? Because he wouldn't bring up those things there, even though he has taken on other issues at home. Man, there's a lot of double standards. Man, there's a lot of false equivalencies. Man, there's a lot of idealism out there. I share your distaste for human rights violations. On this show, I have called them out in the sports context in Russia and Qatar and China when they got sports-related events World Cup in soccer, Olympic Games, etc. Of course, sometimes they become sports-appropriate topics. I've called them out, too. But you know what? My companies have customers in some of those countries. I don't think I'm being hypocritical to continue those relationships with citizens of nations where I have beefs with their government, and yet many of you are applying some sort of weird double standard to LeBron James or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or even the NBA at large. In better news, Vince Carter, we have him in his own words from his most recent visits here on the David Glenn Show at 42 years old, now with the Atlanta Hawks or again with them. He put on a show last night at Madison Square Garden. He has said that he has one very important goal beyond extending his legendary streak of seasons in the NBA after his time with the North Carolina Tar Heels here in Chapel Hill. More on those stories with your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. Tony Barnhart on college football. David Cutcliffe on life, sports, football, and his Blue Devils. Mick Mixon, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers on all things NFL. LeBron, back in the headlines. I have questions. You might have some as well. 1-800-849-2761. A lot of football, and those topics are next on the David Glenn Show. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Three great guests later. Your phone calls are invited now. NFL Week 7, College Football Week 8, Major League Baseball playoffs, the U.S. Congress getting involved in the NCAA amateurism debate. The Carolina Hurricanes, the big tailgate tour, the meteoric rise of Darren Vaught through the play-by-play ranks in college athletics, the NBA and LeBron James. As we welcome your calls, 1-800-849-2761. I think you all know that I have backgrounds in journalism and law, and I'm glad I do. They teach you how to think critically. And I've come to believe in our country and in our sports radio world, a lack of critical thinking has reached epidemic proportions. I am one who doesn't see 100% good or 100% bad in anybody. 
I could find you something good about somebody I detest. And I could find something that's not quite right about someone I love and respect and admire. I can't think of any exceptions in all seriousness. And yet, in the sports world, for example, how many people, including perhaps you as listeners, either everything you have thought and said about somebody like Colin Kaepernick, for the record, not a topic on today's show, this is just an illustration, how many of you have thought and said only negative things about Colin Kaepernick or only positive things defending Colin Kaepernick? How many of you fit into one of those extreme baskets or the other? As a critical thinker, I think I have lived up to that standard by, for example, calling out Colin Kaepernick for wearing pig socks. Outrageous, disgraceful, unhelpful to the conversation, disrespectful to the many members of law enforcement who do their jobs well. You don't have to paint with a broad brush toward law enforcement because you're mad at a percentage of them that you believe are unfairly targeting minorities, right? Why would you paint with a broad brush toward them when one of the things you're complaining about is that too many in law enforcement are just assuming painting with a broad brush toward people of color in the criminal justice system? That's hypocrisy. Some of you have seen good in Colin Kaepernick, worth defending in him, but also worth criticizing, and that's an example. With LeBron James, I think we're getting closer to a similar lack of critical thinking. For the record, LeBron James badly botched his initial attempt to discuss the Daryl Morey Houston Rockets GM tweets in support of the Hong Kong protesters, etc., being the first domino in what became a flashpoint conversation where Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, had to get involved. It becomes an international incident to a degree between USA and China. Chinese businesses started cutting ties with the NBA or even NBA players. LeBron James screwed up here. Adam Silver screwed up the first time before he did a better job the second time. It is a tricky situation. How many of you a month ago knew the details and the nuances of the one country, two systems concept between China and Hong Kong? Maybe you did. I have a feeling many of you calling out Steve Kerr for not having an off-the-cuff answer uh, didn't know yourselves, which makes you a hypocrite. LeBron James made a bunch of mistakes, but I think there's a number of people who just hate LeBron James for a variety of reasons. And I think it goes against the concept of critical thinking. I know it does. When you just criticize a person because they're that person. Again, if you're open-minded and you've learned the skill of critical thinking, and if I retire from sports radio, I'm going to teach a class because America desperately needs one. If you're a critical thinker, you're not going to say something's wrong because it's Colin Kaepernick or because it's LeBron James. You're going to say it's wrong because it's wrong, and you would apply the same rules to somebody else in a somewhat similar set of circumstances. Now, I know it's not a perfect parallel, but I very intentionally asked you, would you have called Mike Krzyzewski a soulless coward because after chiming in on some things at home here in the United States, as LeBron has done, as Greg Popovich, coach of the Spurs, has done, as Steve Kerr has done, as the NBA at large has done frequently and better than the other sports, would you have called Coach K a soulless, soulless, capitalistic coward 
because he was in China. He's a big, important dude with a really big platform. When would it be more impactful than when he's taking our U.S. national team to China for the Summer Olympics years ago? He's even taken his Duke teams there for preseason trips, etc. Was he a soulless, capitalistic, protecting his or somebody else's money coward? Because he didn't dive into China's horrendous then and now track record for human rights violations? Is there enough different there? Or are you being a hypocrite and applying a double standard? He was there. They were bad then, too. Coach K was focused on a different task at hand. And yet, as LeBron James said, I'm an employee of the L.A. Lakers. The season's about to start. I'll answer some of your questions, but I got to turn the page here. Again, LeBron made mistakes with his choice of words. He should not have called Daryl Morey misinformed. He should not have claimed that Daryl Morey, quote, wasn't educated before he tweeted. LeBron should have left that alone. That's his mistake. But some of these other questions, folks, I'm not sure if you all realize how hypocritical you're being. I'm not sure if you can see your own double standards. Some people just hate LeBron James. Some hate him because of the decision. Remember that? They weren't really as mad that he left Cleveland for Miami the first time. They just didn't like the national TV. I'm taking my talents to South Beach and some of the festivities that went along with that. Some hate him because of the decision. Some hate him because he has criticized the president of the United States. Maybe you love that president, you know he doesn't, and you've just never been able to get over that. And now you're going to, again, hold LeBron to a double standard. You're going to abandon your critical thinking. And you're going to say, I'd give another guy a pass, maybe Coach K in that context, but I'm going to hammer LeBron here, even though there are plenty of parallels. Some of you hate him because you're a racist and you have a double standard all the time. Some of you overt racists, some of you covert racists. Some are just resentful as Americans of those who have more fame or power or a bigger platform or something else than they have. Again, that's those forms of hate, and LeBron has plenty of them that fit any of those descriptions. They tend to lead to what I call intellectual blindness. Your brain stops functioning as it previously did, maybe, because you hate the dude so much, you just want to stick it to him as much as you can. I ask you, among other things, these questions, and we invite your calls. Do you really believe that those who speak out about social injustices at home, in their own countries, where they live, where they vote, where they can participate in the political process, where they actually often know and understand the issues probably better than they do in hundreds of other countries around the world. Do you believe if they speak out about those social injustices at home, as LeBron and Kerr and Popovich and many in the NBA have, but they're not the same way with issues in other countries, that they're automatically being hypocrites? Or do you just hate LeBron or Kerr or Popovich? Ask yourself that question, seriously. Do you really believe that because you speak out on some civil rights or human rights issues that you're a hypocrite if you don't speak out on all such things everywhere? Do you really believe that? And if yes, I ask you, who is the example in the history of the world who did not speak out more at home than on the road, if you will? I mean, in the entirety of world history, let's make a list of all of those who did not have a different standard, maybe just because of the limits of time and travel, et cetera. You're, you are acting more close to you than you are farther away from you.
tied to that concept is this, and this will help you identify if you've abandoned your critical thinking, if you have a double standard, if you are a hypocrite, or whether you can supersede such things and actually go beyond, again, what I see as fair criticism of LeBron or Kaepernick or others, but where you sometimes go over the top because you hate the dude. Do you personally get involved in debates or issues in other American states more often or in your state? Do you personally get involved or chime in on issues in other countries or your country most often? I don't care if you're talking about the homeowners association rules and you want to paint your house polka dots and it's against the rules. Are you more active? Are you chiming in more in other people's neighborhoods or on your in your neighborhood? Are you chiming in more on other people's families and how they raise their kids or in your family and how you raise your kids? Y'all know the answers to these questions. Now, it doesn't mean LeBron is immune to some fair-minded criticism. But some of this stuff is so ridiculously over the top that you can't even see you're applying a double standard. You can't even see you're being a hypocrite. You can't even see in some cases that you're being racist. Do you really believe one more for you? If another country falls short of your standard of human rights, should you stop doing all business there? Or are you just a soulless capitalistic coward if you don't? I've owned companies. I have customers in places where I've criticized the nation. I've publicly criticized on these airwaves Russia, China, and Qatar as they were awarded things like the World Cup and the every four-year Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics. I have publicly criticized all of them. Am I a soulless capitalist by allowing citizens of those countries to enjoy my product even as I criticize their governments? My beef is with the government. My beef is not with the people of China. And if they want to subscribe to my website or magazine or something else and I collect their money in the process, am I being a soulless coward capitalistic like LeBron is still selling shoes to Chinese people even if I disagree with the government but I'm still making money because their citizens say they like my product I understand I have a tiny platform relative to them I have a much larger platform relative to many I am not of course in LeBron's shoes there is not as much money at stake for me as there is for the NBA or for those coaches or players But one more thing, I I have often heard this too. The first time, the first time any of these NBA dudes, coach, player, commissioner, otherwise, the first time their social justice warrior status threatened their pocketbook, they backed away. Doesn't that make them the soulless coward that they are? If you cannot see the outrageously large hole in that argument, you need to sign up for my critical thinking class. I'm not kidding. Oh, the first time there were any dollars at stake, they backed down. If you don't know that answer, stay tuned, because I'll hit you with it like a sledgehammer across the forehead. And if you can tell me I'm wrong, I'm all for it. You know why? Unlike con men, and pathological liars and snake oil salesmen who are running rampant in this country right now and have gullible Americans just gobbling up their slop because they can't think for themselves, I invite those 
who can tell me where I'm wrong or what I'm not seeing. Why? Because I think it makes us all better. Unlike the con men and the frauds and the pathological liars, I invite such things because we all have a chance to get better. 1-800-849-2761. I have outlined where I think LeBron criticism is justified and fair-minded. I think some of the rest of this stuff is hypocritical, double standard. You're blind because you hate them. Slop. Your phone calls at 1-800-849-2761. More football, baseball, NCAA, a little hockey and other things too. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761. Chiefs and Broncos gets week seven of NFL action underway tonight. Panthers in their open week. A lot of good matchups awaiting us on the weekend. Week eight is underway in college football. Moving forward, there are 12 FBS teams that remain undefeated, including App State here in our backyard. I believe three or four will lose this weekend. More on that later. The NBA is celebrating Vince Carter, even as many basketball fans are criticizing the league or LeBron James or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or any other social justice warrior for how they have not reacted to the NBA China stare down. My questions to you involve critical thinking and whether or not you're applying a double standard. You need to be able to differentiate if you hate LeBron or others for what they have not done. However long you've been alive, most sports figures at some point have had an opportunity to chime in on something involving a matter of controversy or human rights in another country. And do you know what 99-plus percent of them have done? Nothing. They have said nothing. Do you know why they have said nothing? Because they have jobs. They have employers. They have secondary goals beyond making the world a better place. And many of them will speak up about matters in their own country, in their own state, in their own city, impacting their own people, sometimes impacting other people that may not look like them, but they nevertheless want to stand up for. A lot of these guys fit that description, yet, right? And yet, think of all the American sports figures, coaches, athletes, present and past. How many of them, and this percentage is really, really high, do you know little or nothing about their thoughts about human rights violations in China or this in another country or that in a third country? In fact, with most of them, think of any famous NFL coach or player, Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams in our backyard in college basketball, college pro or otherwise, any American sports figure, most of them do not even chime in on things relating to American issues. Why? What do they say? Well... I can only speak for myself, they say. And if I go too far down that rabbit hole, well, then people are going to think that Duke thinks that or UNC thinks that. Or in Mike Krzyzewski's case, USA Basketball thinks that. So when he was leading the Americans to a gold medal in China, on Chinese soil, 
Did Coach K, a man I regard very highly, a man of integrity, a man who has stood up on some issues in the United States, including defending the LGBT community not that long ago when a member of the coaching community came out as gay. So there's an American issue. He stepped out in a way he did not have to, but he's not blind to the reality that he's hired to win championships and games and develop student athletes and young men and graduate the guys who don't turn pro early and yes he's always representing duke and he's always re representing the shashevsky family and when he's the team usa head coach he's kind of representing a country in many ways when he was literally on chinese soil and this is my question to those hammering lebron active at home didn't say enough for you on chinese soil and we hear it's all because he is selling so many sneakers there that is the first at the first glance of anybody losing money adam silver backs down and lebron james backs down and steve kerr backs down and greg popovich backs down why that is an absolutely disgraceful lack of critical thinking indefensible point of view as we invite your calls 1-800-849-2761 did mike shashevsky call china to task when he was on chinese soil as lebron recently was on chinese soil and basically took a pass on hong kong and china two systems one nation but also other human rights violations the daryl morey controversy etc did coach k call out china while he was there of course not why well I'm representing Duke. I'm representing our country. I'm here to win a gold medal. LeBron is starting a season with the L.A. Lakers the year after missing the playoffs entirely. He does not have an obligation to speak out on everything everywhere just because he speaks out on some things in his home country. What did Coach K say when he went to China? He 100,000% avoided anything controversial and he said, you know, this is the last time he took his Duke team to China. It was a magnificent, magnificent experience for me to coach the USA team at the Beijing Olympics. Like, you're speaking to your host country. Like, hey, hey the, way, the way that you have those ethnic and religious minorities in that concentration camp, uh, that's got to stop now. I mean, like, really? Really? Coach K is going to do that in that setting? No. The Chinese showed a great welcome to the whole world when I was here for the Olympics, and now I'm keen to be here again with the Duke Blue Devils. I know that this nation absolutely loves basketball. I'm thrilled that our players will have the chance to feel a country so rich in tradition. And he didn't even stop there. We're also excited about the opportunity to compete internationally and, ready, and to be exposed to so many significant cultural landmarks. Let me just keep throwing bouquets at you, China. Is he a soulless, capitalistic coward because he complimented cultural landmarks that in a country that then, like now, is an outrageously, horrifically bad example of human rights violations? No, he's not those things. He's a person who sees the bigger picture. He's a person who understands time and place. And if you have a different standard for Mike Krzyzewski than you do for LeBron or Kerr or Popovich, as you hammer them, you have to either tell me why they're so different from one another or stare in the mirror and admit that you're a hypocrite who has an advance to critical thinking and has a double standard because you hate LeBron or you can't hear those words out of that guy's mouth. 
1-800-849-2761. And for those who say the first sniff, the first sniff of losing dollars, they clam up. Are you serious? Darren, there is a national sports radio show that apparently has become so cult-like that when the host says something like this, it's a good thing I don't listen because I'd give the dude the worst intellectual beating of his life. And if he's ever ready for that, I'm, I'm standing in the middle of the ring with my gloves on and I'm ready to go. Nobody challenges it when, nobody challenges it when they say the first sniff of potentially losing revenue, they clam up. Like, no, I, I have to believe, I am praying, fingers crossed, that the majority of my smartest in the nation statewide audience can see the whole, the massive, you could drive a truck through it loophole in that ridiculous, angry, blindfully hatred pile of slop. Do you know what it is? Does anybody know that we live in a country where 40% of the people feel one way about the guy that LeBron and Popovich and Kerr were criticizing, which has led many of you to hate them for it, and 50-plus percent of the nation feels the other way about that guy? You mean to tell me that you're not smart enough to understand that when Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, and LeBron James criticize the president of the United States, especially LeBron because he sells shoes, was not jeopardizing any dollars because he spoke out about a domestic matter? Are you serious? You could have an entire nationwide audience and nobody calls you out for that pseudoscientific slop, that intellectually dishonest, unnecessarily inflammatory and outrageously ignorant slop you just let him drone on and on and the whole cult-like existence audience just doesn't call him out on that i mean are you serious you have forfeited your critical thinking your independence to that degree that you just nod your head and drool while the cult leader says outrageously indefensible things you got to be kidding me that's disgraceful most of you are better than that LeBron James sells the most shoes in North America. And he made public statements about American issues that were important to him, defying the current president of the United States, while knowing, as Michael Jordan once said, but then later denied, he said, Republicans buy sneakers too. That was Michael's reason for not chiming in on politically divisive issues more often. As the most, most, most successful spokesperson in this context in the history of American basketball, Michael has been an iconic figure in a lot of positive ways, not so much for the social justice warrior crowd. He's done some good things, but the attitude, even if he denies he ever said those exact words, Republicans buy sneakers too. Are you kidding me? The first, you, you hear the argument. Oh, with the first whiff of possibly losing money, they clam up. What? LeBron James sells way more shoes in North America and the United States than he does in China. He didn't clam up when he was risking alienating 40% of America. Do you think many of those moms and dads have kids? Or maybe they want Nikes themselves? Seriously? At the first whiff of possible monetary pushback he clammed up are you kidding me it is it is a testament to the epidemic of a lack of critical thinking that those conversations can go so long without somebody stepping in and making some freaking sense for a change you got to be kidding me 
All of those things were said by Steve Kerr, by Greg Popovich, who had to have conversations with the San Antonio Spurs owner because a small percentage of Spurs fans were canceling their season tickets. At the first whiff of financial pushback, doesn't sound like it stopped Pop before, doesn't sound like it stopped Steve Kerr, doesn't sound like it stopped LeBron James. All of those things involved putting yourself at some financial risk. 40% of America, Nike's biggest market for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? Be better, man. You, I mean, it is just depressing that that many people live in that sort of a cult-like world. 1-800-849-2761. We're back after this on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. All right, here we go. Guests later, Mick Mixon on the NFL and the Panthers, post-London into the open week. David Cutcliffe on life sports football and his Duke Blue Devils who have a huge game at Virginia on Saturday afternoon. Tony Barnhart in about 15 or 10 minutes on all things college football. It is a big weekend there where a handful at least of the remaining unbeatens could go down. I have offered my two cents on what I see as some fair criticism of LeBron James and some completely hypocritical, idealistic, double standard and in some cases, borderline racist criticism of him. You can jump in with your question, comment, or complaint. Marcus is in Greensboro and next on The David Glenn Show. Hey, Marcus, go right ahead. DG, hey, thanks for taking my call. And uh, I hope that I'm one of those uh, intelligent folks in your listening audience. All right, uh, lay it on us. I, we brag yeah. about you. Thanks. Um, yeah, I was just curious, is, um, you know, in looking at where coaches come out, NBA and players, I mean, do you think that, I mean, in a way, because they know their audience and, and essentially their base, that it doesn't necessarily mirror what the country politically is, that, that maybe, I don't know, I live in spreadsheets, and if you look at a Venn diagram, the percentage of that, you know, how the country's divided may, may not really play and be accurate as an NBA fan base. And then, moreover, that, that those coaches and players know that they're sort of, when they say things and they – you know, vilify whatever president may be sitting there, that that's kind of cool and popular. But when they, you know, when they say other things, they know that that might play well, too. Just I, I don't think coaches and players live their lives like most politicians do, but I don't think they're deaf to what you're bringing up there. I would just remind you that far more important, remember the argument is, the bogus argument is, the first whiff of financial repercussions these guys clammed up about social justice. That is such a steaming, enormous pile of crap because your numbers about the NBA are correct, even if we don't have the specific numbers. Of course, the NFL, and there are numbers in, uh, you know, NASCAR has this demographic, and the NFL has a different one, and the NBA has a different one, and the NHL has a different one. Far more important in the you're jeopardizing your secondary income argument is who buys shoes, right? And the idea that LeBron was not jeopardizing himself financially in any way by alienating the 40% of the co country that likes the person that he was most intensely criticizing 
Uh, a lot of that 40% buys shoes, and I'm not aware of any evidence that that 40% buys fewer Nike sneakers by percentage than the 60% does, right? So it, there's no doubt he put himself at financial risk, and, that, and that's why there's no doubt that those saying they backed down at the first cent of potential financial repercussions, it's just ridiculous. It's completely unsupported. And even though you are right about the NBA audience tweaking in that direction, it's not like a a flipping it upside down. You know, I've seen these numbers. You know, NASCAR trends in one direction. The NBA trends in the other direction. The NFL tends to be, you know, a little bit more conservative. These are all publicly available, by the way. So you're raising a big issue. But remember, the financial argument is traced to shoe sales. Those saying he's selling out, he's a soulless capitalistic coward. Well, if he was a soulless capitalistic coward, why would he have risked alienating 40% of all American shoe buyers? That is not a decision in your pure, total capitalistic financial self-interest. That is saying, at home especially, I am going to speak out boldly about matters where I have some information and some passion. You know, a black man speaking about issues impacting African-Americans and Americans speaking out about American issues. There are plenty of things to complain about in China, but they certainly don't apply to LeBron James in the same way black issues to a black man in our country would apply or the Americans speaking about American issues. Seriously, I'm still looking for the examples. World history is a really long time. I'm looking for the people who spoke out about things halfway around the world more often than they spoke out about matters in their own country. There aren't many examples, if any. Hence the ridiculous double standard once again. Tony Barnhart on college football, next. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? How does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I I hope it's not awkward. (laughs) Uh, You know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him, no hands. I think he's a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.